and welcome to Anyone's Game with Casey and Andy. We are brothers that love board gaming, and we focus on games that anyone can play. Great games that maybe didn't get their time in the sun, they've been sitting on the shelves, uh, and games that aren't intimidating that you may want to play with your family or your friends. So I'm Casey, and that right there is my brother Andy. Welcome back, everybody. I am here and here for a very special episode today, Casey. You know what we're going to do today? What are we doing? We are skipping the not-so-new, although kind of the games we're going to be presenting are not very new. <laughs> That's true. But we're not going to feature them. <laughs> Instead, we're going to have one entire big action-packed episode dedicated to games we've played with our children. That's right. We're going to focus on two different amazing games, and not only that, we'll hear from our children. Again, I have two boys. Um, you've actually heard from Kenneth Jackson on one of our episodes. Uh, we'll hear from my other son, Patrick, and Andy. How many kids do you have? I've got 61 kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be six hours long and it's all Andy's kids. <laughs> no, you've heard from Lorenzo and Valentina. Those are my youngest children, but I also have three other children ranging in ages from 31 down to 23. So awesome. So we're going to have a great viewpoint from a 31-year-old super gamer down to a brand new nine-year-old girl who loves to play games as well. So a really special episode, and we're just going to focus on that today to hear everything they have to say about these games. Well, let's get right to it. Here we go. It's time for games we played with our kids. All right, I'm going to start since you have 61 kids to go through. <laughs> okay. The game that I played with my kids that we all love is Small World. Hi, space is getting tight in Small World. There are just too many races living off your land. Land your ancestors bequeathed to you in hopes you would build an empire with which you could dominate the world. Small World is from 2009. It's a beautiful board game uh, by Days of Wonder. Now, Small World is for eight years old and up and can play anywhere from 40 minutes to about 80 minutes or so. Now, Small World is an area control game. Oh, nope, nope. Thought if I'd whisper it, I wouldn't set off the GND. You tried to sneak it in, and we have a very high sensitivity level on that GND. Yeah, that gamer nerd detector. All right, Casey, you set it off this time. So you're yes. going to have to tell us what an area control game is. Boy, does that sound boring. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but it's not. Area control game is just what it sounds like. Uh, there's usually a map or part of the board that if you control, you may win the game. Uh, if you control much of the map, you may score points for controlling those areas. One of the classic, classic games of area control would be Risk. If you've ever played Risk, Andy, you were always the Black Army. That's right. The Black Plague marching across Europe. That's what an area control game is. And anytime we uh, we say a sort of gamer nerd term like that, uh, we set off the gamer nerd detector and we'll explain what those are. Let's get back to Small World. First reaction when you see Small World, the art on the game is amazing. The colors of the board map, the characters, it just looks like so much fun. Now in Small World, you're gonna control fantasy races like Amazons and elves and dwarves and ratmen and wizards fighting over the world that's just too small for everyone. And the goal of the game is to get the most victory points and you will earn those victory points by controlling those regions. 
area control. The game lasts eight, nine, or 10 turns, depending on how many people are playing. So on the table, you lay that board, which is the map of Small World with the different regions, and the turn tracker, so you know when that game will end. Now on your turn, you're gonna do up to three things. That's it. First, you choose a race if you don't have one. The races like elves and skeletons and orcs, they have a cool rectangular tile with great art of the characters, and then it has a big number on it, like a five or a six. Now, those race tiles are shuffled, and they're laid out with different trait tiles that fit together almost like a puzzle piece to give that race a power, like flying elves or heroic skeletons or wealthy orcs. Um, and that's a power that's going to help you in trying to control regions or get more victory points. And this power trait tile also has a big number on it, like a four or a five. When you choose your race and trait, you add up those big numbers and you get that many race tiles to use to conquer the world. Um, for instance, let's say I chose the heroic skeletons. They have the numbers five and six on them. So I have 11 elf tokens to use. And that's the first thing you do. The second thing you do on your turn is you lay those tiles to conquer those regions. Uh, you start at the edge of the map and you take over a region by placing two of your tokens on it. Plus, you'll need to lay one more token for every piece of cardboard token that's already on it. Uh, there may be some that are on the board after setup or another player's race tokens on the region that you want. So once you take a region, take regions adjacent to the ones you control until you run out of your race tokens. Remember, I only have 11. Then it's time for that third thing that you do, which is redeploy. You can rearrange your tokens so you may have more on some regions to maybe defend against, like, let's say your brother who may try to take your regions. Um, you have to leave at least one token on the regions you control because you get a victory coin for every region you control at the end of your turn. And you may get bonus points for your race or trait. If you look at your uh, race and trait tile, it'll tell you that. Now the next player goes, like Andy would choose his race, let's say Forest Dwarves, and then he starts conquering regions by laying his tokens. Now, if a race defeats another, like let's say I have two skeletons on a region and Andy lays his dwarves in that region, he'd have to lay four, right? Two for the region and then one more for each of my skeletons. He takes it, I take one of my skeletons back and the other one goes back to the box. So I completely lose that token. And on your next turn, you're going to take back your tokens, but leave one on the regions you control. And you're going to see how this is going to play out, because then you continue trying to conquer. You're going to lose race tokens, and you're going to get spread so thin trying to conquer regions. And then this is my favorite part of the game. Instead of trying to conquer, you can decide to send your race into decline. Like the skeletons are done trying to conquer a small world. So you flip over the tokens and your race and trait tiles. It's like black and white on the backside and you choose another race to try to continue conquering Small World. Now, once you do this back and forth, the turn marker signals the end of the game. You add up your victory points and see who wins. Now, there are other little rules that uh, I want you to experience when you actually play the game, um, but it is much more simple than it seems. It really is. This game has won so many awards. It's won Game of the Year awards from several different places. It won Best Art awards. I think because it's so accessible. Now, your explanation sounds a little complicated, but yes. as Casey said, all of the uh, graphics on the components, which are full color, beautiful artwork, and they have a lot of the reminder rules on the actual tiles, and they have yes. a lot of uh, player help guide. So if you feel a little lost and it looks a little chunky um, to you, 
Uh, really don't worry about it. It really is a very, very simple game. You only do a couple of things in a turn. And yes. From my memory uh, in playing it, a really interesting decision in this game came when you had to decide whether to put your race into decline and uh, choose a new race because this is happening with everybody around the table and there might be a race that you really want that's out on the display mm. and would work perfectly with your strategy, but you have to decide whether to put your race into decline to get the new race <laughs> before someone else does. And um, it can really goof up your strategy if someone else takes that race first. So, um, And just the fact that when you set up the game, there are races and special powers that uh, link together. There are these cool tiles that like link together. So every game's different. The same power won't be the same power for the elves, say for example, um, than the the following games because they're all mixed up every game to game. Yeah, it's different every time. And there is an easy way to learn this game. Um, there's a great tutorial on the digital version of this game. There's an app and online, um, and it's an awesome, awesome game. But the best way to play it, of course, is sitting at a table face to face with your family, like I do with my kids. And speaking of them, that's what this whole segment's about, playing games with our kids. Let's hear what my oldest, Patrick, thinks about Small World. So what is, um, what's one of your favorite parts about the game Small World? Um, I really love area control games. Um, I think Small World is um, a brilliant area control game that brings a fantasy element into it. Um, so everybody really loves a good fantasy story game and, and something like this where you can... Um, Play with your friends and, and try to take over each other in, an, in, a, in a new fantasy world is just a blast. And it brings in a push-your-luck element, which you guys have talked about before, but something where you try to take other people over, but you also don't want to overextend because you have to put your race into decline and, and start over with another one. Uh, so there's a whole other strategy element to an already fun area control game. So why is this a game that anyone can play? Well, even kids can play this game because it's, it's just a simple game of trying to out overtake your uh, opponents and there's all this fun elements with dwarves and elves and giants and orcs um, so bring in a, a total game of uh, like idea of imagination into the into the board game life cool thanks man thank you excellent thank you Patrick and let's see what my youngest Kenneth Jackson thinks small world is a fun game and I play it with all my friends and uh, you just you have all these different rivalries and different alliances that are just in secret and it's really just fun because you can play it over and over again and it's different every time and it's really fun and really easy for most people and it's just a great game of pushing your luck and end up as the winner. Thank you, Jax. I just have to say, I love playing board games with them so much. They're both at college, so whenever they get home, uh, as soon as they walk in the door, I run over to the shelf like, all right, what are we going to play? <laughs> anyway, so that is Small World. It's just a fantastic game for anyone eight years old and up, even though, like we've said, it doesn't look simple. It is very simple. Good disclaimer. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a game by its cover. Yes. Don't uh, shy away from this because it looks complicated. Um, so many new great games are missed by people who are interested in the game industry by the fact that it looks a little complicated and might take a little extra energy to learn it. So That's right. Don't let that happen to you. You're going to miss out on a great game in Small World if you uh, if you look at it and it scares you away. Yep. Check it out on daysofwonder.com. And of course, like we always say, your FLGS. Get to your friendly local game store and check out Small World. 
Cool. Thanks, Case. Great choice. Um, now you make me want to play it again. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, wait. No, you, you tell your game first, and then okay. we'll play this game. <laughs> All right. I am going to feature a game that I have played with every single one of my five children, and that is called Monstrosity. How do you spell that? Yeah, it sounds like Monstrosity, but it's Monstrosity. M-O-N-S-D-R-A-W. S-I-T-Y, Monstrosity, because you will be drawing in this game, ah. and that's part of the fun. Now, Monstrosity is a game for three to eight players, Wow, ages eight and up, and it takes about 20 minutes to play. That is a complete lie, I will tell you right <laughs> now. <laughs> so sometimes people put things on boxes that are, are not true. This is not true. Now, you could play part of the game in 20 minutes, but if you have eight players, it's not going to take 20 minutes, probably a good 45 to an hour. And if you want to play a full game with eight players, plan on a couple of hours at least. So... Imagine seeing a real alien stomping through your backyard. Now, imagine describing what it looked like to a police sketch artist. That is exactly what you're expected to do while playing the frantic drawing party game, Monstrosity. All right, in Monstrosity, every player is given a dry erase marker and a sketchboard, except for one player who's the witness gets a dry erase witness board. Now the witness board has lines on it for you to enter each player's name and you'll be able to keep score on that witness board. Now the witness changes every turn. So once one turn is done, the witness board is passed to the player on the left and that person then becomes the witness and keeps score for the round. Now, the rules of play are very, very simple. Like I said in the beginning, one person is the witness, and the witness sees a crazy monster. And there's a deck of monsters that are amazingly illustrated by multiple artists, really goofy, really kind of crazy looking creatures with multiple heads and tentacles and eyeballs and crazy stuff. Like, we're not just talking about classic monsters, we're talking about from your wildest imaginations, you will never believe what you would see on these cards. And that makes it kind of difficult. So, the witness, has 20 seconds to turn over a card and look and memorize what that crazy monster looks like. After 20 seconds are up, they turn down the card and everyone else has two minutes to sketch and ask questions of the witness of what that monster looked like. Cool. Now, some of the common questions are kind of like, um, like how many legs does it have? Or um, uh, what part of the body is most prominent? Or um, is this part of the body like an ostrich? Or is it like a lion or a giraffe? You know, trying to get the witness to describe as best they can what this creature looks like. After the two minutes are up, everybody has a sketch of their monster that um, is kind of weird and creepy and you never really know and everybody kind of keeps it secret, all right? After the two minute drawing time is up, all of the players reveal their drawings or the sketches to the witness. The witness, without looking at the card of the monster from memory, chooses secretly one of the person's sketches and writes it secretly down on their uh, witness board. Hmm. So basically they're choosing one of the drawings that they think best depicts the creature that they saw from memory. Then after the witness chooses one of the player's drawings, then everybody gets to vote on which drawing they think 
is the best drawing. And you go three, two, one, and they hold up the number of the player. So every player board has a number on it. So if I'm player three and you liked my drawing the best, every player would hold up a three to indicate that they liked me. Immediately, the witness takes the score. So everybody who voted for me, I would get a point. So if three people voted for my sketch, I would get three points. Then, the after that, the card is revealed. And everybody has a great big laugh. Right. At, like what they drew compared to what it is. That's so That's awesome. right. And sometimes it is pretty close. And other times it looks nothing like it. So it's a, a, good, <laughs> a good reveal there where it's kind of crazy. So again, this is a drawing game. And a lot of drawing games, you have to draw well to make people guess what they're trying to draw. But in this game, you don't have to. It can be, it can be close, but not quite and be quite funny. So anyway, after everybody reveals and votes on the other person, those points are scored. The witness reveals their secret vote. And if they voted for one of the sketches that other people voted on, they get a point and the person who sketched it gets a point. Ah. If they didn't, they miss out a point. And that's it. You pass the witness dry erase board to the next person on the left. Then a new card is drawn up by that witness, looked at for 20 seconds, turn it face down, and then everybody starts asking that witness about what kind of crazy creature they saw stomping through their backyard. Um, so that's uh, monstrosity. Now, the reason I said that 20-minute time limit in the beginning is a bit of a lie is because the game actually calls for three rounds, everybody to be the witness three times. Oh, wow. With eight people, that takes a really long time. So usually we do one, maybe two rounds based on the number of players. But you know what? I've talked a lot about it. I'm sure you want to hear a little bit from my super nerd gamer, 31-year-old Elliot, down to Valentina yeah. about what they think. So let's go oldest to youngest, and we'll start with Elliot and see what he thinks. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So let me start by saying that, you know, I've taught this game a number of times, and every time it is just an absolute smash hit um, amongst everybody at the table. And I think there's a few reasons why that is. Um, the first being that the mechanics are just super simple. Um, all you need are your eyes, your ears, and the ability to put a pen to a whiteboard, which you know most people ages five and up can do. So that's good. The second reason is because it's such a quickly paced game that can last as long as you want it to, which is perfect for all attention spans. You know, there's not really any downtime and there's this constant sense of novelty that just keeps you in it. Um, one thing I've experienced, uh, you know, being somewhat of a, a hardcore tabletop gamer is that sometimes people can check out or get bored if things take a little too long between turns. Um, but that's just it, right? In this game, there's not really any downtime. Thirdly, uh, it's a drawing game that doesn't care how good you can draw. You know, in fact, the wackier and more amateur the drawing is, the, the more laughs will be had. Um, and to me, that is what really matters in this type of game. Um, finally, it's a game that anyone can play because ultimately the fun and the mechanics revolve around people being themselves, which anybody can do. Uh, each person's description and drawing will always be different, but only because we're all different. So quite literally, and I, I feel passionately about saying this, you know, Monstrosity is a game that works best when just anyone is playing it. 
All right, that was great. Thanks, Elliot. You can see how detailed his explanation is. He's got a very high level of game expectation and he loves this game. So that says a lot because we're talking about Uber Super Game Nerd who pays $150 for games off of Kickstarter. So it's amazing that, I mean, he's a really, really great gamer and yeah. loves very heavy board games. So it's going to be interesting to hear what your other kids think about it too. Right. So next we have Emma, who's uh, 24 years old and she's just a lover of fun games. She just likes to have fun. So this game speaks a lot to her so let's hear what she has to say ah monstrosity yes this is one of my favorite games to play it is so so fun um i guess there isn't one memory that comes to me specifically when thinking about monstrosity but i will say every single time i play i've laughed until i've cried you might think you know your brother and sister especially playing with siblings. You might think you know your brother and sister, but they are crazy wild and their imaginations will surprise you and their interpretations of things will surprise you. And monstrosity, I don't know, there's this element of shock and it's just really great to see your brothers laugh at your monster and laugh at their monsters because they are wild and unhinged. All right. So that's Emma. Um, really great uh, experience with Emma and Monstrosity. Um, lots of laughs. Uh, Want to interject here, if we're going to check our Facebook and Insta posts, my children actually, because they have phones, have taken pictures of their drawings and creations. So we'll be sharing those uh, on social media with you. And you'll learn, especially for my next child named uh, Ethan, who's 23 years old, uh, he's had a very special experience with him and his partner playing this game with our family. So let's hear Ethan's take on it. Every single time I've played this game with friends and family, there have been at least five photos taken, saved on my phone. Every single time I've played this game, there has been a moment where everyone's been laughing around the table. And it's that kind of laugh where you have to catch your breath because you're laughing so hard. Because when you're playing this game, you'll find little quirks with everyone's art style. Like someone in my life draws snakes in a very specific way that will always crack me up. And when you're playing Monstrosity, you will find many moments of just pure gut laughter. It's amazing. That's a shout out to Sammy on the snakes, right? <laughs> yeah, Sammy, my girlfriend. We'll have to share the. Um, we'll have to share these pictures on our uh, posts. Oh. We'll have to. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ethan. You can check out those special illustrations from his monstrosity game using snakes <laughs> coming up <laughs> on our social media. Uh, and now we have our youngest participants here. This is Lorenzo and Valentina. Um, always a good time to watch them draw and also uh, be the witnesses in monstrosity. So let's hear from them. I feel like my favorite part would be um, when you draw the card and you want to know like what the crazy monster looks like. And you're like, oh, man, that's a weird monster. And you have to think of ways to describe it. And that all has to happen in like 20 seconds. And do you like being the, the person who has to listen and draw the monster? How are you at drawing? Not very good. I like to I like to be the witness. I don't like to be drawing. I'm a bad artist. Yeah. But that's OK, right? Because even if you draw a goofy, everybody kind of laughs, right? You don't feel bad about it, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay, too much pressure. Do you have a favorite memory of playing the game with our whole family? I mean, we've we've had games with like eight or nine players, eight players, right? Yeah, we uh, we played with uh, my three big big other big older siblings, and I remember my favorite memory was how there was this monster that looked like an oven with one big eye, and Elliot drew it like really really crazily because it looked like. 
a square beholder. Oh, a beholder is a Dungeons and Dragons monster, right? With all the like the beams that come from the different eyes on the eye stalks. Yeah. All right, cool. Great response. Thanks, buddy. Uh, no problem. I'm here with Valentina. Valentina, welcome to Anyone's Game with Casey and Andy. Hi. What do you think makes Monstrosity a game anyone can play? Um, I think it's a game that anyone could play because it's um, a good memory game and it's good for drawing. Plus, the monsters look really goofy, and when you try to describe it, you're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> What's your favorite part of the game? Probably drawing the card and like trying to remember and describing it. Oh, like so being the witness like where you see it and you try to describe it to people? Yes. Oh, a lot of people wouldn't think that'd be easier. A lot of people would think it might be easier to draw. Why do you think it's easier to be the witness? Because I'm very good at remembering certain things like pictures. So I, it's kind of like a picture in my head. So I remember it. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us and thanks for giving us your thoughts. Thank you too. So cool. Those are all of those children and their takes on how cool a game Monstrosity is and how accessible it is across multiple age ranges. And I have to tell you, when you're a parent and you see your child without any prompting succeed at a game with a room with adults in it, it's one of the best feelings you can ever have. Yeah. Valentina and Lorenzo, because they're a little bit younger, might not be as good at drawing, but when they draw it uh, and they do succeed and people vote on them, they feel wonderful. But I will tell you, that when they get to be the witness, you really get to experience how intelligent they are and how expressive they are in describing what they've seen. And I gotta tell you, to a degree, and you might experience this when your kids were younger, Case, but uh, sometimes younger children have a little bit more uh, mental capacity for memory than older children. And I have to say, I talk about how fun it is to play games with Andy. Um, it is so much fun to play with his kids, all for different reasons. I, I think back to Christmases where I, I've laughed so hard. My face hurt with playing with Emma and Ethan and Elliot and, and uh, some of the really good strategy games that we've played with Elliot and some of the great party games we've played with Lorenzo and, and Valentina. It's just they're so much fun to play games with. So thank you for passing that on to the next gen. Case, I think this is a great game for you to play at your big family gatherings at Thanksgiving when you all get together. There's really no shame in playing this game, even though it's for eight-year-old. Uh, it is a bit challenging uh, based on your level of expertise. Now, I do want to say there's several expansions for Monstrosity. So there's the base game, and you might see it uh, an exclusive version out in Target. Um, there's also an expansion called Robots. Um, and more recently was announced was um, some uh, game industry uh, influencers called Shut Up and Sit Down. Oh, I love those guys. They're hilarious. Yeah. yeah I love those guys. They have a concept, a new one called Monstrosity Unusual Suspects, and it's coming out this year. Shut Up and Sit Down is a really crazy group of hilarious, energetic people from England, and they do lots of great videos on games and things like that. Yes. But they they concepted all of the new creatures in this in this new standalone expansion. So excellent. You're going to find Monstrosity in many different places. It's completely accessible. Friendly local game store, of course. Like I said, there's that Target exclusive version. Um, I know it's in Barnes and Noble, and I know it's in Learning Express stores. If you have one of those nearby, but you can always go to um, the vendor's website, which is Deepwater Games, and you can find it for sale there. That is. Monstrosity. Check it out. You won't be sorry, and you'll have a great time. 
I cannot wait to play that game with you and with your family and my kids because they've never played it either. Um, and so I want to thank my kids. I want to thank your kids. I want to thank you for sharing uh, a little insight on what you're playing with your family. And if you want to post, please share it on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram because we would love to see you and your family playing any kinds of games because we don't know all the games and we want to play all the games. So tell us about some of the games that you play with your kids as well. That's right. So we have one more thing to do yeah, before we're... I can't quite remember what it is. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh... It's time for the Wheel oh. of Magical Goodness! <laughs> what do we have on the wheel, Andy? All right, KC, that's right. The Wheel of Magical Goodness is coming at you again with an amazing party game called Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Taco Cat, spelled the same backwards as forwards. Don't get confused, but please play the slappy, happy, flappy game, Taco Cat. <laughs> we highlighted it on the last episode, and seriously, it's a great, great game. Thank you to everybody that liked the posts on Insta and on Facebook, because you are entered to win this game right now. Let's spin the wheel. And the winner of Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza is Scott Kirby. Scott Kirby. Congratulations. Thanks for listening and uh, liking the post on Facebook or Instagram. We'll have another free game to put on the wheel of magical goodness in the next episode. All right. So thanks for listening to the show. Anyone's game with KC and Andy. And I just love having our kids on the show. I think it's uh, so fun to hear their viewpoint, especially uh, I loved hearing your kids from nine years old all the way up to super gamer 31 year old Elliot uh, it's just so fun to have them on it is and it, it's funny because as I was thinking about recording this episode with them it's kind of like a time capsule like sometimes we worry about how our podcasts are going to sound 10 years down the road mm. 10 years down the road Valentina's going to be 19 and I'm going to wonder what she's going to look back and hear herself and wonder wow. Yeah, so we're creating kind of a little time capsule here, and I think um, it's great. And creating those memories for them, it's really special for us as well. So Yeah, it is. So get out there and play some games with your kids and your family. Uh, go check out the games that we talked about. We talked about Small World and Monstrosity. Like I said before, follow us on Facebook and Insta and all that cool stuff. And tell your friends about our podcast. Um, and if you don't like it, don't tell your friends. But thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Anyone's, Anyone's Game, Game with Casey and Andy. And remember, here's hoping that everyone plays games that anyone can play. Yeah.